hopefully you've been spurred on to listen to the pairs. Hello everyone and welcome to the Zombie Teeth Podcast episode 6. I almost forgot which one it was then. Today's episode we have Zach Quinn from Pears. Band-Aid Brigade. We talk a lot about Batman and the TV show Gotham. So if you haven't seen the show and you want to avoid spoilers, just be prepared for it. Okay, let's get going. How are you today? It's still early on in the day for you. Mm-hmm. I'm doing okay. Um, you know, just uh, trying to stay sane, uh, trying to uh, take care of myself the best I can amidst the boredom, you know? I mean, <laughs> everything that I do out of boredom is unhealthy. Smoking, drinking, eating. Um, doing any of those things out of boredom is a slippery slope, especially when all there is is boredom right now. You know? Yeah, yeah. I went, I went for a walk to the center um, of the of the city today because I've not been not been there for like eight weeks, and I thought, right, I'll, I'll take my camera and I'll go down and uh, take some photos of of the empty streets, and I got there and there was people everywhere, so. It's like nothing's open. Why are you even here? Like, go home. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so I've I've taken a long walk today um, to cool. relieve the boredom a little bit. Um, I've had a little bit of a break from. I've been doing some artwork for uh, the Barstool Preachers, and uh, and that was pretty intense and full on. Whereas, and then I finished that, so now I've had a bit of a break. Nice. I can't get motivated again to start. Oh, so. I hear that. So, yeah, it's hard so, to right now. I know I've got so many things that I should be doing, but I'm not. So, <laughs> yeah, same, same, man. Unfortunately, so um, I suppose I should and uh, introduce you. Um, on today's episode, we have Zach Quinn from Pears Band. Hello, Brigade. everyone. So, yes, yes. Um, it is it is? I mean, one of my questions was how you were holding up. You know, during the during the lockdown, um, I know that you're. Uh, you've said before in in other uh, streams and things that your favourite bar is closed, so you, you you struggle into because that's the kind of place that you'd go and hang out and. Yeah, and it's kind of the only thing. Uh, I've said this uh, uh, before. It's like starting to realize that just going to that bar during the day every day. Mm. was like the only thing that's between standing between me and becoming like full on Gollum. Um, <laughs> and now I'm just like the creepy gremlin man that lives under my table or something. I don't know. <laughs> You're just staring out of the window. So, so yeah, it's been a bit, I mean, I'm still working full time from home. So sure. that's a good thing because that's a good portion of my day. That's not taken up with, trying to decide what I'm going to do over here. We're only really, we're allowed to go out to buy food and things and we're allowed out once for exercise. Yeah. Um, right. And that's, that's pretty much it. So, but, yeah. You know. I've been going outside and just sitting on a bench, you know, but I mean, whew, that, that's like the highlight of my day right now. 
so it's 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 pretty uh it's it's out there. This is a it's a wild time. Yeah, I guess when you're so used to kind of when you are on tour, you you're constantly moving and you're going from place to place, and and even though you may be sitting in a van for five six hours in a day at least you know at the end of it you're gonna have a good time yeah and i mean even if it's like even if the tour is is long and grueling and it's still like at the end of the day i feel like i've done something yeah. uh like i've accomplished something and there are so many days now where it's like I, there's nothing for me to do a lot of the time so it's uh it's that's been that's been something I've, I've struggled with for sure. I, I'm I'm not like exactly uh, mentally sound to begin with, so this is like a, this is a trying period. I'm sure for lots of people, you know. I've had I've had some fairly um, like I say I think because I've been working, it's been it's been easier. But I've had some some days where it's just it's just awful. It just seems like even you know even though I've got two two kids living in the house with me, my my kids. Not just some random. Not just children. random kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they, you know, there's still there's still that kind of you know adult conversation and and being able to just do something. You know, it's like, I might sure. be sitting at home as long as I've kind of been and done something. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, did you manage to use that code that I sent you? For, for I never experience? ended up doing it. No. I, I, like honestly, I uh, it required me to hook up my Xbox One, and I just haven't even done that. <laughs> Well, it's still, um, so, it'll still be valid, so... Okay, cool, cool. I definitely should. I want to play that game. What I mm. ended up was I ended up uh, buying uh, Link's Awakening, the remake. Right, okay, uh, yeah. And playing that for Switch, and it, it, it is phenomenal. Uh, but I finished it because <laughs> we've had plenty of time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of cool. I remember um, when I was younger, uh, when Final Fantasy VII was out, and I had I had food poisoning, and I spent the, the entire three days just just plowing through Final Fantasy VII and getting as much yeah. of it done. And then I went, and then I got better, and didn't play it for a while. And then when I put it back in, I had no clue what I was doing, where I was going. So I was just like, oh, all that time wasted. I just put oh, it to one right, side right. and just never finished it. Yeah, I've had many a tour happen in the middle of playing a video game, and then I just don't know how to play the video game anymore. <laughs> so you know you just kind of you kind of bail i guess that's the joy of the switch now you could technically take it with you when you uh, when you go yeah. no yeah that, that's that's wonderful except that it's it's like the most expensive thing that i own so i also like i love that i can travel with it but i'm like scared to travel with it <laughs> yeah it's like i love it but i don't want to go anywhere with it but yeah so you've been doing a lot of live streams on for yourself but i've noticed that you've been doing you've started You've been kind of signed up to do different ones for different people. Yeah. Try and get on as many of them as you can and just keep going. Keep some Yeah, I mean, people to. people have asked me, and it's funny, like all the ones I, were doing, uh, I, I was doing all happened in the same week. So I was just like, okay, well, there's that. But I, I've been doing them just alone anyway. Um, it's the closest thing I can get to running into people at the bar. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's, I mean, I've watched... I watched a few, and the uh, I watched the one week uh, one that was a few weeks ago that you all did. Ah, yeah, um, the Zoom one where it, yeah, it was that like was a great. billion people. That was a great one though. That, what, that was <laughs> yeah. Out was of fun. all the ones I've watched, that was great because it was it felt really intimate because there was all the little kind of little chat and talk in between the songs where it was stuff that you know people wouldn't normally. 
get to get to see and hear and right right it was it was kind of cool yeah the kind of conversation that happens when one week records dudes are all hanging out with each other uh yeah it's fun and i i mean i i miss so many of those those folks right now yeah hopefully um they're, they're supposed to be announcing tomorrow the plan for getting the the uk back and you know back on track and back out of their houses and things but i don't know how, yeah. how soon that's gonna that's gonna last to be honest right it's, i mean they're they're gonna make these plans but it's really it it all has to do with what happens after it opens you know yeah, yeah. so like just what yesterday or the day before yesterday, they announced that they were canceling uh, uh, Punk Rock Holiday, oh, nice. which is which is in August. And so it's like I'm watching like the calendar, my ca- my like calendar get cleared slowly but surely. Like Lord knows, well, I mean, when I'm supposed to do two European tours in the fall, hmm. uh, and I'm now I'm like fully expecting to find out that neither of them happen. Uh, knock on wood. You know, hopefully I'm wrong, but uh, it just the the cancellations are creeping deeper and deeper into the year. Yeah, so uh, you know, we'll see. Did you always? We always interested in music. Like, were you always somebody that was musically inclined um, when you were younger? Definitely. I mean, because well, both of my parents are musicians. Um, okay. So I grew up like with it constantly around me. Um, they were both professional musicians. They played on uh, Bourbon Street when I was a kid. Uh, my dad uh, still does. Oh, well, I mean, not right now. My dad is also out of work. Uh, mm. But, um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so I grew up like that. And, uh, I don't know, eventually just started finding my own uh, niche and, like, what I wanted to do in music. Uh, that happened, you know, at about – I got into, like, punk and hardcore and stuff when I was about eight and, or nine. Uh, and then just kind of spiraled out from there. Uh, I taught myself how to play instruments and such, you know, because I wasn't about to sit down and learn how to play campfire chords on a guitar. I wanted to learn how to play power chords and play punk songs. And uh, I, so I just kind of started learning how to do that stuff myself. Um, but the ability to, to hear uh, tone, I think, uh, directly correlates to growing up with music constantly okay what kind of what kind of music was was your parents uh what would they, they play? well it, it, like 80s pop stuff okay. you know um i mean they they both played in cover bands on bourbon street but their originals they were in a band together um and their originals it was like 80s pop like sort of progressive rock kind of stuff right yeah, um yeah. and it's stuff that i like now i didn't like it when i was a kid <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, you, you know, um, and, uh, my dad got me into, I mean, my dad, when I was a young child, like when I was three, four years old, he was buying me all these like, uh, movie scores and whatnot. Uh, and I, I, you know, I'm still very into, uh, film score and video game score, um, for that reason. But I think that's kind of where, uh, concept of tonality comes from probably danny elfman <laughs> right yeah because... that's probably why i'm such a fucking weirdo too is because <laughs> my dad was like here i'm gonna just like flood my three-year-old's ears with batman returns and uh <laughs> and and edward scissorhands yeah well you know maybe that is maybe that's why you're such a big batman uh fan oh for sure i mean i've i've been like a batman nerd since i was like three 
or maybe younger. Shit. <laughs> There's a video, uh, a home video of me dressed up as Batman on Christmas Day, crying. Uh, and my uh, my mom asked me, or my my mom or dad, I can't remember which, asked me, "Why are you crying?" Um, and I said, "Cause I opened the wrong present." <laughs> like I opened somebody else's present, you know, and uh, they were like, well, why'd you do that? And it's in Batman garb. Just look at the camera, tears in my eyes. And I say, because I can't read. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that you said, because I'm Batman. <laughs> and Batman can open any gift he wants. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I would have known that because I wouldn't have felt so guilty. But so it, it's nice to see that. Uh, my uh, my affinity for Batman, both my affinity for Batman and uh, my overwhelming sense of guilt have roots deep in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, you, that's the thing, you know, it shows that you, you weren't just like, this is mine, I'm opening this, this is mine. You actually felt like, oh no, I've done something wrong. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, but yeah, the Batman thing, I remember when, the first time I met you, when you were playing with Masked Intruder, and I took those photos of you, uh, one of which mm -hmm. is inside your album. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, and uh, we, were, we were talking, and I got my hands, not on your shoulders, but on your arms, and I, and I kind of just said, oh, you know, I feel like, I feel like that scene in, in Tim Burton's Batman. You are my number one. Okay. And uh, yeah. And the fact that yeah. you totally got it straight away, I was just like, oh, yes, this is, I was impressed, <laughs> to say the least. Oh, yeah. I mean, before before there was Joker, before there was the Chris Nolan trilogy, I mean, I've been a Batman nerd since, you know, since Batman 89 was sort of my visual Batman Bible. Yeah, uh, I was a big fan. I was a big fan yeah. of that one as well. That one and Batman Returns. No, and me then too. They kind of wander off a little bit. Batman Forever's okay. Mm -hmm. My feeling exactly, and then and then uh, Batman and Robin is just <laughs> god awful garbage. Uh, uh, I, I always said about Batman Forever, it would have been a great movie if they would have just written out like no Two Face, no Robin, because I loved Jim Carrey's yeah. Riddler, uh, and I thought Val Kilmer was like a a, a fine mm. Batman, and I think uh, given a better movie, he could have been better. But yeah, uh, I the rest I is agree. history and. Um, yeah, uh, Tom, Tommy Lee Jones was was so cartoonish in that compared to to. Well, and he's a fantastic actor too. It's just like the direction was so poor, and I I think they just wanted villains like that to keep things light and fun for kids to sell yeah. action figures, <laughs> especially after how dark Batman Returns was. I mean, there's that whole like piece of the history where. Uh, after Batman Returns, uh, they wanted to turn the the whole franchise around, uh, and yeah, it was just it was just a mistake. It was, it was, and um, Tommy Lee Jones and uh, Jim. Car well, Tommy Lee Jones didn't like Jim Carrey, did he? Did they butt heads on set? Yeah, apparently, when he first when they first met him, Tommy Lee Jones was they were in a, I think they were in a restaurant and they were supposed to be doing like a bit of a table read or something, and Jim Carrey walked over and introduced himself and apparently Tommy Lee Jones looked at him and just said I don't care for your buffoonery <laughs> oh god well <laughs> that, that that doesn't age well because Jim Carrey is a fantastic artist mm. oh definitely definitely um I've always been always been a Jim Carrey fan 
in uh-huh. uh, comedy and the more serious stuff that he does and it's and yeah his paintings and things that, he's, that he does just yeah really yeah. great what was i gonna say so oh um do you watch um do you watch soy sunny in philadelphia um i i i don't stick uh i don't keep up with it but i love the show because I saw um, I saw a, a tweet uh, that somebody had screenshot that said Sun, uh, "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" is a, is a prequel story of, of the Penguin and um, Danny DeVito's character, <laughs> oh, and it's Danny always sunny DeVito's in Philadelphia. <laughs> basically, by the end of this of the show, turns into Oswald Cobblepot. That's fucking great. That's <laughs> wonderful. I you know, one of my favorite things, my favorite little cameos in any Batman movie is that it's Paul Rubens as uh, Oswald as Mister Cobblepot. Yes, uh, in the very beginning of Batman Returns, I love that. Yeah. And yeah, oh, and the, um, and his mother is uh, I I I mean I space on the actress's name, but I'm pretty sure it's the actress that uh, the waitress that sits with uh, Pee Wee in the dinosaur. In uh, right, yeah, in yeah. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, because I remember when I f- when I found out that Tim Burton directed Pee Wee's Big Adventure, it, that kind of blew my mind a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, did you? It, it, it is funny that like his first outing was like uh, with uh, with with um, uh, a property that d- that d- didn't he didn't have his hand in the origin. Um, you know, uh, it's 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 a it's a trip. Uh, but I mean, of course, it makes sense that uh, that you know his first uh, directing outing would be on uh, on something that that uh, that he would be brought into, and not something that he just like concocted yeah. in his own mind. Which I think Beetlejuice is just top to bottom Tim Burton. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely got its um, it's definitely got its Tim Burton moments though. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh sure. Oh yeah. Um, it, and I mean yeah. that was. It does. It does look like it was her that was in Pete's his collaboration with uh, Danny yes. Elfman too. Um, and then yeah, they brought yeah. they brought Tim, uh, Paul Rubens back for the Gotham TV series. Ah, I loved that. I loved that they did that. I, I didn't always love that show, but I, I loved that. I, I you know, and I loved uh, I love what the CW uh, DC shows do as far as like bringing in people from the kind of like the. The behind the scenes uh, of like Batman yeah, yeah. Uh, history, uh, you know, they finally have a Bruce Wayne in the uh, Infinite Crisis crossover, and lo and behold, it's <laughs> Kevin Conroy. It's good. It's it is good. I've I've not finished Gotham yet. I should really watch finish it. I think I've got two seasons left to to watch. It it got difficult for me. I loved the first half of the first season so much, um, but then it, it, it as it got campier. I, I kind of got disappointed. Had it started out campy, I might have been less disappointed. I might have been all right with it. But the first half of the first season kind of promises the show to be like this uh, heavily grounded like crime show. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, all this really bizarre like over-the-top shit starts happening. Uh, I and I was disappointed. The everyone there's end end of one of the seasons where they all escape um they all escape the asylum and that was just like there was just all these ridiculous characters that you could see running off into the night and i was just like what is this yeah right right but there was some great moments like the guy that plays the penguin he was i thought he was great he really was i mean like that was the story that really had me like the way he was playing the two crime families off one another and it's sort of 
rise to power. That was a great storyline. Yeah. And I really yeah. wanted the show to be like, <clears throat> why not just Law and Order, but with uh, the Falcons and and the Maronis and Oswald Cobblepot and 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 Gordon, Detective Gordon. That mm. would have been like a rad fucking show. Like it it, it didn't need to have like. It just it was so silly that all these characters that would become Batman rogues gallery villains would all be so intertwined yeah. so long before Batman was ever a thing. Yeah, it's, um, I think that's why I've not finished it, because the fact it got a little bit cartoonish. Um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, the, the kid that they never had the rights to Joker, so they couldn't call him the Joker, he dies. But guess what? He has a twin. It's like, oh, this is like, now... <laughs> Now this is like fucking as the world turns, uh, fucking uh, the young and the restless type drama happening right now. Yeah, yeah. it's like a bad. It's a it's a bad soap opera. It feels yeah. like some of the some of the plot twists. Yeah, there was his moments, but I still recommend it to people. I, I definitely prefer the more grounded. And yeah, and like I said, had it started out like that, I might have even been on board, but. The first episode where, I mean, like, Penguin gets thrown into the river and then he, uh, he kind of, he survives and he gets picked up by these, like, college kids and he slits their throats in the truck. Like, it was so gnarly and so, mm. like, oh, I, I loved that. I loved it. And he, he was so vicious and scary and, and weird. And then, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you, you know, I remember the first episode be, uh, where I started to be like, uh-oh, uh, was uh, when they introduced uh, the... I guess the pre uh, venom where the guy like walks into the gas station and rips an ATM <laughs> out of the wall. I was like, okay. Um, I mean, I, I, if, if it doesn't go off the deep end crazy, I can, th this is a, like one of one thing kind of like this would be fine. And then it just um, but out. yeah, it just like, <laughs> wow, it spun out fast. If, if it had to start like that it would have been fine you know like stranger things and and things like that start out right on the kind of supernatural right like the cw shows have always been kind of campy so not there's nothing they could do that would turn me off like in that regard it's like i understand that universe to be like very close to i mean it's very mm. very comic booky I mean, it feels closer to being like actual comic books than any of the comic book movies have felt to me. Um, uh, there's a level of pulp, mm. but uh, it's healthy. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, it was it was just the uh, the total flip from from the w how they established the show, and then it just the the, the spiral out, the very fast spiral out. Um, but I. I I still want to finish it just because I'm a fucking nerd. I mean, I, I need to go back and, and finish it. Yeah, me too. They did the um, they did the show about Alfred as well. How is that? I haven't um, seen that. I haven't heard anything about it, which leads me to believe, to believe it's not very good. So, or it, I mean, no news is kind of good news. True. <laughs> when it, I feel like a lot of times when it comes to comic book stuff, True. Uh, it might. I mean. It might just be because it's on fucking epics, and who has epics? I think over here you can get it on Amazon Video. I think. Okay. Um, I'm sure I've seen it pop up on there, so um, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll have to give it a go uh, and see see what it's all about. But it's obviously. Did you watch a? Did you watch Titans? Uh, I watched the first season. I've not watched any more. 
Me too. Um, Me too. Uh, but I loved that. I enjoyed I that. that. I enjoyed that a lot. There was some. There was people that complained about. I think it was the complaint about the ending. Oh right. Well, uh, there, there was a, there was some sort of deal with the way that it ended. Like the the last episode wasn't meant to be the last episode, but like some shit happened. Um, I think with due to like budget or like right, it was yeah, studio yeah. shit. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed it. Yes, uh, me too. I got to watch it because it's uh it was on Netflix. Actually, I watched it in the UK. All oh, right, because uh, it's on Netflix <laughs> yeah. over there. It's not on Netflix over here. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's there. And then I think the second season's out now. And then the mm-hmm. uh, what's the name of the Brendan? Oh, Doom Brent, Patrol. Yeah, Brendan Fraser. Uh, I heard Doom Patrol is even better. Yeah, that's on Netflix as well. I need to. I need to give both of those a go. Oh no, shit! It's on Netflix over there, yeah. man. Yeah. Fuck. Over here, they want you to get DC Universe. Ah, right. Yeah, of course. Which would be worth it for somebody like me. I would probably never use Netflix again if I had DC Universe. True. But... True. There's the new Harley Quinn cartoon that everyone's raving about. You're right. And then there's all the there's the back catalog too. Yes. And I mean, there's so much shit. Yeah, that'd be. Uh, is there no free trial that you can't? You know, like a like a a week's free trial and you can just binge the lot just oh i don't know man i mean you gave me that code to play 100 free video games and i never even hooked up the uh the the xbox so i no, i haven't checked out to see if there's a free trial you'll get there you'll get there it's fine at your own at your own <laughs> pace you know yeah it's, uh, it's maybe one of these days when i get out of bed that's the one that's the one so um anyway moving away from batman Okay. So, uh, so you released. We, we mentioned it earlier, but you released your latest album in March. Was it March when you released? Yes. Yeah. Um, March. I got my vinyl a couple of weeks ago, um, but obviously I'd already listened Very to nice. it. And uh, it's a. I don't, it's hard. What's the word to describe it? It's. There seems to be a lot more layers to this album than Green Star which doesn't take anything away from Green Star, but it seems like there's, there's more intricacy in the songs in, in this album than, than in Green Star. Yeah, you know, I feel uh, it, it, it's, it, they're just so different to me. And I know why it, it feels like that. Uh, and it's, I, I agree with you currently. Because my opinions on on our albums like will change, you know. Uh, there's like an ebb and flow to like how I feel about okay. records, but uh, I I agree with you. Uh, and and I think a lot of that has to do with having to make more snap decisions in the studio. Because um, Green Star was kind of like fully completely mapped by the time we went to go actually track the album, whereas this one is we had like we had bones but no meat, right? Uh, and we kind of filled in the gaps as we went. Uh, and making those snap decisions and not having time to second guess yourself, you're going to get a certain kind of, uh, well, especially a certain kind of chaos, um, <laughs> you know, uh, that, that you can't really, uh, you can't really fake. Um, but yeah, so, and especially because we're all writing together and we all have different visions for the songs. Um, and it comes to this like collective vision, uh, instead of, you know, one person having too much time working out all the parts. Right. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it is definitely a uh, very layered, uh, this record. Uh, and I think it's, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's my favorite Paris record 
for sure. It's, it is good. I do enjoy throwing it on. Did you get chance much chance to play any of these live before the lockdown? Oh, no. You've not played any we've, of them? Uh, we've never played any of these songs live. So, Isn't that wild? Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty. Fuck. That is crazy. Because I was thinking, um, I'm, I don't know the name of the song off the top of my head, but there's elements of um, homages, shall I say, of uh, other songs mm-hmm. within it. Um, uh, Dial Up is the song you're talking about. Is that about. the one, the with, one with, with the mighty Chumbawamba? Mambo number six <laughs> and Chumbawamba. <laughs> I remember listening to yeah. it and I was just like, it's one of those ones where I'm just kind of listening to it in the background and I'm drawing or doing whatever. And then that's playing. And then you just kind of like stop. And you're like, did I just hear that right? And then the next the next <laughs> right, line comes right. in. Grab. And you're like, okay, okay. I'll, I'm, and, then, and then I go back and start it again. So then I can actually sit and listen to it and be like, right, okay, okay. There was, I mean, just it's just funny to think that there was like a period where I was outside the studio smoking a cigarette practicing singing that line from Macarena uh, at that speed. Uh, like that's, and, and, and also like, I don't know, just that there was a day in September last year where that's what I was doing. Right. So how many, how many different songs do you, do you homage? In, in that in song, that let's see. Uh, okay. So mama number five, yep. uh, tub thumper, Tub thumping, um, uh, 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 Macarena, and then uh, John Mellencamp, Small Town. I mentioned the song, okay. Uh, and I think that's it. I, was, I think just four, okay. Because yeah. I was gonna say, I'm sure there's there's at least one that I that I will have passed over, and I think the Macarena is the one that I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to go back and listen again. Oh, yeah, it happens uh, real quick. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty quick, but you'll hear it if you're listening for it. (laughs) But that's, I love that though. When, when something pops up and you're just like, Oh, hang on a minute. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's weird. It's like, that's something that I've been doing, uh, for forever. Like four pairs. I was putting bits of songs. Like I, I almost look at it as like, uh, some sort of weird, like audio collage art, you know? Okay. Um, (laughs) <laughs> like the like the fact that it's just stuck in there says something in and of itself. Um, I, I I don't know. It's hard to explain, but um, <laughs> I take it very very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, was it is it a way that you were to kind of write like if you've got a melody but no words, you just throw in lyrics from other songs and then you know ch- change change them out. I've done that for that reason. There was like. A, the song, the little bag song, hit the buck. It opens with the the uh, guitar riff from Smashing Pumpkins, nineteen seventy nine. Okay. Um, and originally, I just did that because I thought it was funny and it was a placeholder. I was like, I'm going to write a riff for the beginning, but then we were like, Nah, why? <laughs> why? Why not? Just use it. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I mean, when you listen to, I know that all of their songs are covers anyway, but like when you listen to like the the Me Fist and the Gimme Gimme stuff. Um, a lot of the beginnings of their songs are riffs from oh, right. completely yeah. different songs yeah. that they're actually singing. Yeah, my favorite one is the uh, Teenage Lobotomy uh, Sloop John B. <laughs> that's, uh, that's probably my favorite yeah. mashup thing that they do. I think the play, the play Pretty Vacant by the Sex Pistols at the beginning of Save the Best for Last by Vanessa Williams. Uh-huh. 
That's got uh-huh. yeah. yeah. It's just compl- it's two completely different songs. <laughs> but yeah, it's good fun. It's good fun. So, so yeah. Um, speaking of little bags, it's quite a, quite a, a a difference between little bags to pairs. Oh yeah. Um, but you and Brian were both. Were you both in little bags? Well, Brian sort of joined subsequently. He's not on the record uh, besides singing the doot doots in Lay Low. Okay. Um, he he started playing live with us later. Uh, it was me and Eric and Matt from Yes Ma'am. Um, <clears throat> and uh, it was actually a, a precursor band to, uh, to Pairs. Like the band ex- existed before Pairs did, but the album didn't come out until later. Um, but... Uh, yeah, we don't really do much, uh, you know. Now uh, I think it's kind of uh, done with. Maybe I mean, uh, there's always a, we, every once in a while we'll play a show, but I'm I'm recording a Little Bags Two album right now, but it it's a band called Little Bags Two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's not the second album by the same band. It's the first album by the sequel band. Okay. This time it's personal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. That's what. Oh, it's going to be something like that. We have to come up little bags too. Uh, yeah, uh, this time it's personal. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. <laughs> little bags too, the bagging. Uh, mm, <laughs> so yeah, that kind of answers. I was I was going to ask you a question about little, the, wait, wait little bags too. Ba- bag to basics. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> could on. just keep going through them like any 80s kind of, you know, like <laughs> Little Bags 2, Bag Harder. I'm trying to think of sequels now. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, that kind of answers one of my <sighs> questions because I noticed when I was watching the Green Star video that Eric is in the video, but he wasn't playing yeah. bass for you. He wasn't in the band, yeah. Eric's just an old homie. So you've got, you've got pairs, Little Bags, Little Bags 2, and also Band-Aid mm-hmm. Brigade. Yeah. So I was lucky enough to see you play before all this happened and, and nobody could go out anymore. Right. Yeah, I managed to see you on your your first and currently only European tour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was so fucking shit hammered at that show. The whole <laughs> band was mad at me the next day. I was so wasted. I could, I could, I, I, I have no recollection of that show I, whatsoever. I have a photo of me and you on my phone and... I think your uh, your enabler who kept buying you drinks is in the photo as well. <laughs> cool. Um, he was he was he must have been about six six feet like seven. He was huge, and he kept because oh, he was so almost as tall as me. <laughs> and he kept like coming to the front of the stage, and and he was huge. And it's like, dude, we can't see now. All we can see is you. <laughs> Uh, he's standing in front yeah, of also him. stop stop buying this five seven guy drinks. He can't <laughs> drink as much as you can, you fucking monster man. Yeah, you you were a little <laughs> bit. I remember um as soon as the show finished, you went backstage and just lay down and Yeah, um, I was wasted, dude. That was it was wretched. My friend had um got the got the vinyl and wanted you to sign it and I was like, I think you should ask him now. Because this was pre, this was before you lay down. You were sat, and I was like, "You should ask him now." And you were you're eating eating cold pizza, and uh, uh-huh. and yeah, and he managed to he managed to get you to sign. Yeah, it. when somebody's as drunk as I was, and then the, and now he's eating, it's like, oh, he's going to sleep. Soon. Yeah, yeah, that's what that means. 
Yeah, but then I completely missed you because I don't know whether I don't know whether Brian um, and the others told you what happened. Uh, Brian left his bag at the venue. Oh yeah, no, I I slept through all that. Yeah, Brian left his bag at the venue. The My mm-hmm. friend had parked his car in a multi-story car park, and when we went, it was it was locked. It was up, locked. Right? Yeah, so we couldn't get the car. <laughs> Then we were Shit. trying to figure out what to do. We were look. We were heading to the train station to find a bench to sleep on for the night. Wow! And then Brian called and said, "He's uh, he's still near the venue because I've I've left a bag." And we we went back. There was still a guy in there. He gave us the bag, and he and Brian Brian said, uh, "You know, come 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 to the hotel that we're at, and you know, give me give me the bag." He said, "You can get a room here." I was like, "Have they got any?" So we got a taxi and uh, watched part of the Super Bowl with uh, Ben and Eric and Brian and and Paul. Oh yeah, that was that that was happening then. That, that was yeah. We watched as far as the halftime show, and when that had finished, we we went we went to sleep. Um, and we got. If anybody asks, that's why I was drinking so much. <laughs> and we got up next morning at five <laughs> five a.m. Place the blame. Yeah. We got up at 5 a.m. the next day. Go get the car. Get mm. the car, drive all the way back to where we live. He then dropped me off at the bus station, and I jumped on a bus and went to another... Uh, uh, I work in Nottingham, but I live, you know, like half an hour, 40-minute ride away. So he dropped me off at the bus station. I went and jumped straight on a bus and went to work and spent the whole day at work. Fuck. Still, still in my, God, still in my Band A Brigade t-shirt from the night before. So, <laughs> so yeah. Shit. Yeah. Fuck. I, you were yeah, you weren't you weren't anywhere to be seen when, when we got to the hotel, let's put it that way. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was done. <laughs> I was tanked. It was a good show still. I mean the, the beginning of uh the beginning of butt train was, was quite long. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. I can't even like I don't have any recollection. But that tells me about what what kind of state I was in. <laughs> just I know I was just there, fucking rambling in the like yeah, doing the doing the butt guy voice. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, it was. Oh, I think Lord. there was a point where Brian went and got a drink from the bar while you were talking. <laughs> he stopped playing. He stopped playing his intro while you were talking. <laughs> got off the bar, got a drink, went back, and then carried on. And you were still, you were still in your moment. But it was a good show. I enjoyed it a lot. Oh my god! <laughs> cool. Well, I'm glad. It was good. Glad. It was good. It was just good to see. I seem to have enjoyed. Yeah, it, have enjoyed exactly. it exactly. And it was just good to see see you again and meet Brian. Because I mean, I've been talking to Brian off and on for. I mean, it's mm-hmm. going to be coming up to a year, surely, since I've. Well, it's over a year since I did did the artwork for you. Oh yeah, over a year. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I've been I've been talking to him. I mean, so when did when did the first when did the first single come out for Band Aid Brigade? Oh, uh, shit! Uh, last summer. I was gonna say yeah. It's I'm trying to remember what I was doing because I because I remembered I was yeah I remembered having to do all that and then and get it as quick because I was I was like oh god because it was it was pretty short notice to be like can we do this um uh, yeah right right so i remember that and and i mean lo and behold like thematically it just it's been <laughs> that was what we stuck with it's all good i mean it's it's 
I like to have a deadline. If if I don't have a deadline, then then I tend to kind of flip flop on it a little bit until the last minute, and then it's like, oh yeah, I'll do it. But if I've got a short deadline, I know that I'll sit and I'll and I'll get it done. You know, like the album, the album cover. When I when I did that, I think I did that entire design in 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 an afternoon. You know, yeah. from concept to completion, because I knew that it needed mm-hmm. doing, and you know, it looks good. You know. Oh no! I mean, well, there's a reason that we that all all uh, uh, both singles and the uh, album. I mean, the the, the concept was great uh, you know, from the initial idea to, to the evolution to what, what the uh, the album cover was. I mean, it just it looked beautiful. Uh, you do great work. Thank you. Uh, I, we we have plenty more to work on together, my friend. Excellent. I don't know what really what else I've got. Really, I mean, I've got. A couple of things. Did you enjoy your baked macaroni that Mimo made you the other night? Yes, I did. <laughs> it was fucking delicious. It was wonderful. So she does she live with you or do you live with her, if you know what I mean? Oh, I live with her. Live I, with I actually her. I live at my uh my childhood home. Okay. What were you on now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's uh it's where I grew up or where I grew up mostly. Because uh, my parents lived in a whole bunch of different places right. and they moved around a lot, and I moved around with them all within the greater New Orleans area. Okay. Uh, but uh, this has been my most consistent home uh, since I was a baby. Okay. Uh, and right now it's me and my dad and Mima living here. All right. Okay. So are you still in your room that you had as a child? Yeah. Yep. Still in the same room. Isn't that bizarre? <laughs> it's not, well, not really. I mean, it would be, it'd be. More bizarre if you were like, yeah, I still live at my childhood home, but I kicked my, my dad out of his room, and now I'm in his. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, no. Yeah, no, uh, still in the same room. Uh, it's still just as humid in my room more so than the rest of the house than it always has been. And it's quite a lot different uh, now than it was when I was a teenager. I have a picture of my room from when I was a teenager, and it looks like, you know those uh, those like pictures of like, gamers and there's just like shit all over the floor right yeah you know what I'm talking? that's what it was like i'll send you a picture of okay. what my room used to look like it probably <laughs> looks, probably looks like my son's room <laughs> probably how old is your son uh well the two i've got three two live with me and the other one lives with his mom two different the two that live with me have got one mom and then the one that doesn't live with me is a different mom um they are uh-huh. 17 and 16 and then my youngest is oh yeah 10. well then this room is probably exactly what you look at. Yeah. Uh, except uh, probably with the exception of alcohol bottles and cigarettes. And yes. Stuff, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but <clears throat> but the, uh, other than that, it's probably same deal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can imagine. But then again, when I was a teenager, my room was probably the same because uh, I was a gamer. And but then I was also very much into into uh, music and stuff too. So. Yeah, I was like a dumpy little punk kid. Uh, but there's nothing wrong when your room looks like that when you're in your when you're in your teens. There's definitely something wrong if your look if your room looks like that and you're way too old for your room to look like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean uh, the and so I guess the pictures I'm referring to uh, I, the, uh, are always like gamers that are like well in their 30s but for some reason there's still like food garbage all over the place (laughs) like are you kidding how can you stand it uh i thought you was going to talk about like posters and things on the walls because i was going to say i've currently got several posters in my room 
that's just being that's that that's fine. It's as it, things can be on the walls as much as you'd like. You you, you don't outgrow that. No. I, I, generally, the floor is is where yeah. things shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. As uh, as you get as you get older, and you know, as you get older, and if you ever want, if you if you want to have friends and romantic uh, 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 experiences, uh, I recommend cleaning your room a little bit. <laughs> so because as I, it's it's a turnoff. Yeah, it's a turnoff to me. Shit it is. I used to. Um... I used to live with one of my friends that I went to school with um, and his room was always like, I mean, we were, we were like 19, 20 years old. So not super old, but still kind of Mm -hmm. at that point where you think maybe it's perhaps not the best idea to have things everywhere. And he, um, his room was so messy and we used to, he he used to go, go on. The question is, was it messy, like clothes messy? Because that's one thing. And that's like, you know, you ought to just like throw all your clothes in the closet. You're still in your 20s. It's all right. You don't need to organize. It. But then like the food trash is really the grossest. Thing. Yeah, it was. There was clothes everywhere. But then mm-hmm. we went in looking for, you know, knives, forks, things like that. Because we, we they, they were slowly disappearing. Um, and there was... Pan. Oh God! There was pans. He was eating directly out of pans instead of putting the food on plates, and then they were covered by clothes, and they were all moldy when oh. they found them. And oh then, God! And then we were still looking, and in a he had a box on his on his cabinet, and um, and there was a, a knife hanging out of the box. So we went over to get it, and as we pulled it out, this box had got used condoms in oh and there was there was there was knives and forks and things in that box as well um oh god (laughs) well god that's rough yeah i'll tell you some gross shit okay okay i was uh a couple of things first of all i lived in like a, a drug house like a junkie house okay after uh hurricane katrina and the uh the bathtub got clogged up immediately and we would still stand in this like black water and shower. No, so wow. that's one gross thing. And then the other gross thing is when I was 16, I straight up just jerked off into a shoebox for like six months. <laughs> nice. <laughs> did you start, did it start to, um, did it start to cultivate and you, you know, you... it, yeah, it turned all kinds of crazy colors. <laughs> you started like getting your own little, um, what do they call those little gardens that you put in bottles and jars? You can get the. <laughs> you start getting like little plants yeah, yeah. and things, and little, you know, I've, I've created. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like there was, I, I like new life happened, <laughs> in like like undocumented ever before uh, life. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, wa- look, began watching them through through a, m- a magnifying glass. It's like oh, they've right they've formed a government. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that was that was pretty bad. But then when we all moved back to our parents' house, and I went round to his house, he had this cabinet, and I, it was quite an old one. And I, I don't know what it is, but there was a little thin drawer at the top of it, and we were all sat there yeah. chatting away. This was after we'd we'd lived together, and I opened the top drawer, and there was used condoms in there. It's like, dude, this this is a 
This is a pattern. Why does he? This is a habit. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Why does he keep them? What's he doing? No What's he going to like? What, what does he need to save DNA samples of himself? <laughs> like, why is he doing this? Just in oh, case, just in case he needs an that's... alibi, it's like, look, this is my DNA. I'm happy to hear. I'm happy to hear that the posters are okay, so I'm not having to tear them yeah, down. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely <laughs> fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Brilliant. That's great. I've got. I've actually got a photo that I took of you. Uh, not in my room. That'd be weird. Um, in my in my front room uh, above my TV. Oh, cool. Man. <laughs> well, I actually have a photo of you <laughs> on my wall. Uh, <laughs> See, well, what's weird is I took I took the photos of you. You've never taken any photos of me, so not that you know of. <laughs> so, it, it, oh, believe me, it's much weirder. Mm. They're not is it- photos of you like from the internet, or photos of you like just hanging out, having a meal somewhere, and you didn't know sleeping. <laughs> Yeah, photos of you sleeping in your room. <laughs> uh, is it as big as the? Is it as big as the picture of you on your wall? That big poster? Oh, is it? Oh, much bigger than that. It's like life. It's, it's like life size. <laughs> so that you can you can cuddle up to it in bed. Is it like a cardboard cutout, like a like uh-huh. a standee? Yeah, you know what I need to do. I need to have my life size picture of you printed on a fitted sheet. Yeah, or one of those body pillows. Yes, there you go. And then you can cuddle up to it. Mm -hmm. That sounds good to me. (laughs) Well, good. Well, we'll be cuddling soon then. But yeah, it's the the photo I've got of you is one that I took where you've got a microphone stand in your mouth um, when you were playing Last Intruder. Instagram deemed that photo as um, too explicit to post. (laughs) Well, it is explicitly dangerous to my teeth. I, I can't, every time I decide that I'm going to do that, it's a miracle that I don't break my teeth somehow. It was a very busy show that was as well, though, the one with, with Mast Intruder. I'm surprised because, I mean, oh, Intruder God, Blue got actually, the microphone stand smashed into about. his face more than once. Yeah. So yeah. you're lucky that it was that really hot, sweaty one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'll never forget that. It was a good show. Oh, yeah. It was a good show. I just couldn't move. I couldn't move around to take photos. It was so busy. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know what else I've really got, really. I mean, what what are you um, what are you, are you currently listening to anything that uh, you might want to recommend? Because I'm always good for Oh, Phoebe Bridgers. Everybody listen to Phoebe Bridgers. Shit is off the wall wonderful. Um, that's kind of been my, like, uh, most uh, 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 what's what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, most often? That's not the word I'm looking for. Any, anyway, that's what I've been listening to the most. Uh, it's it's getting the most frequent listens for me. The right heaviest now. rotation. There you go. That's <laughs> well. That's way better put than I was gonna get anywhere close to. But yeah, and I always recommend always recommend um, Band Aid Brigade to people. Um, Thank you. I find you. I would say that to the kind of general public that Band Aid Brigade is is a more accessible because there's something in that album for everyone, I would say. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, more accessible than Pairs? Yes, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I saw in the Erin Miklo thing where she was talking about Weezer for the, um, everything. And I always get like an yeah. like um, ELO vibe off yep. everything, yep. Um, more so than Weezer. And then that's there too. Yeah, and then you got some songs that sound a bit kind of like a bit kiss. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, something very well. Whose idea was it to throw in the? Is it Randy Newman cover? That's a that was Wallstrom's. He's always loved that song. He's always wanted to cover it. It's a, um, it's a good song. Yeah. Like, yeah, it really is. You know, because he's Randy is kind of a little bit of a not not a joke, but he's so well known for the Toy Story songs. Right, and there's so much more to his library too. Mm. I mean, he's like, he's actually like a phenomenal songwriter. Like, not all of his stuff is so hokey. Um, I definitely uh, there's there's plenty of surprises in that dude's catalog. Yeah, I like the cover of it as well. I like the um, I like the kind of haunting sounds that are going on in the background as he's. Uh, yeah, he's... Brian was like trying to figure out how to do it, and I was uh, I I the way I the the sort of like scary approach was uh that that was me and i was like just play it like it's uh like just just picture pennywise the clown and then play this randy newman song (laughs) and that's the version that that we ended up with okay so how how were those sounds what were they what were they how were they made they were in the background oh the all all the creepy sounds it's um it's uh me on a very distorted bass guitar okay. and there is uh, with you know just delay and all kinds of shit on it and then there's also uh, a cello uh running through all sorts of like effects and delay and stuff yeah, making great. all those kind of like squeaks and and squeals it is it is one of my favorite tracks on the album just cuz it is so even though each song's very different that one is completely different to like oh yeah everything yeah it's definitely it stands uh uh, further apart than the rest of them do from each other yeah and then you get your little your little moment at the end with your um with your butt train song yes (laughs) that seems seems to have taken on a life of its own um it's from from you playing live people yeah people expect it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a fun song Fun song. It's the Good. oldest song that I perform. Isn't that weird? Yeah, you said that you said that you wrote it when you were quite young. Is that right? Yeah, very young, like thirteen or something. <laughs> I mean, the lyrics kind of give it away a little bit. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but, Easily some of my most sophisticated writing. So, when you wrote it when you were thirteen, did it have music to it? And was that the oh, same yeah. music that you... It's that, the same it's exactly everything. the same. You've not... Exactly you, the same. Except that, you know, it was always just guitar and vocals. Yeah. Uh, but even, like, the guitar, like, leads and riffs and stuff are all the same. Okay. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up now. I'll let you uh, go go and uh, find something to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to uh, get to do... I'm, I'm going to get to some more uh, writing work. I've got lyrics. Yes, for, what, for li- Little Bags 2... This time it's personal. Uh, no, actually, for the solo record, that's sort of half complete. Okay, is that another one week or is it? No, it's a. Um, yeah, I, I did it at a, the same studio that we did uh, the last Pairs record and the Band Ever Gade record. It's a fully, it's a full band album. Um, sort of nice. a punk rock and roll record. Okay, but uh, COVID happened right after the music was finished. So, I, well, which is kind of lucky for me because I get to spend some more time on lyrics, but I need to actually sit down and work on them. Otherwise, all this time will have been for nothing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
So, um, okay, so that's it. Uh, thank you very much, Zach, for being on the episode. Oh, thank you, Paul. And I'll speak to you later. Thanks. And that's it. Done. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Hopefully you've been spurred on to listen to the Pears new album, if you haven't already. The Band-Aid Brigade album, if you haven't already. And before we go, we normally talk about mental health and how people are feeling. But today I want to talk about George Floyd and what has happened recently in the news and on the streets. There is no excuse for the racism and the hatred that was seen in that video. I can't get my head around why anyone can hate somebody just because of the colour of their skin or where they are born. And I urge us all to be kinder to one another, to not judge somebody because of who they are and not judge somebody because of the colour of their skin when at the end of the day they're just human beings like everyone else and just spread love and caring and joy as best you can in your own little way. You don't have to change the world, but if we all do our bit, we will change the world. I hope that everyone's safe. My inbox on Zombie Teeth Clothing on Instagram is always open if anyone wants to speak to me. Uh, And I will catch you next time.